Hey guys, welcome back to Floral Couch Conversations. I'm your host, Emily. And your other host, Alyssa. And we're back and excited. 2019. Second episode of 2019. And we have a special guest to start us off this year. My dear friend from high school, Haley. I'm so special and so dear because I have been friends with Alyssa forever and I'm super excited to be on this podcast because I have a really exciting life. Let me tell you guys. That's the most enthusiasm I think we've had. Yep. 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 <laughs> I, I act enthused all day. You were a cheerleader, so it makes sense. Yes. Cheerleading. Yes. I am still the cheerleader because at work. I'll be like in the hallways and you know how we used to do high five Fridays in in high school? Yes. Well, we brought that back. And so now every Friday I get to go up to these really excited sixth graders and be like, high five Friday. Yeah, it's going to be a great day. And you know what I get back? I get some groans, but you know what? Every once in a while I get a smile and that just. It's worth it. It's worth it. It brings out the cheerleader in me. (laughs) I love it. You know, they say fake it till you make it. So, right. and that, that's what teaching is. And that it if is, you put yeah. a smile on, like eventually it'll turn into a real smile. So, I agree. Emily, you're inspiration. Yeah. Emily, your mom's also a teacher. Does she do high five Fridays for you? For me? No. Like, did she when you were growing up? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, I think you guys in your office jobs, do you both work in an office? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you both should tomorrow be like, high five Friday. Oh my God. And see what happens. I would get the weirdest looks. I get the weirdest looks anyway just for trying to talk to someone. I would have no one to talk to because there's like zero people that work in my office. (laughs) So I'll do it to myself. You know what? Sometimes when they don't high five me back or they just walk by me, I high five myself. So I mean, it all makes it, it's a win win situation. High five, (laughs) you're not left hanging there. It's good. Okay, so let's back up. You are a teacher. What grade do you teach? So I actually work at a private school. You know, we like private schools like to utilize everybody in every way that we can. And so in the morning, I teach sixth grade. And then in the afternoon, when all the sixth graders are at their specialists, I teach preschool for four, like four days a week. And so that is like two ends of the spectrum which bringing back to fake it till you make it, I get to switch gears every day. And, you know, sometimes I might talk to my sixth graders like I'm in the preschool room, (laughs) but (laughs) I find that they kind of appreciate those like little quirky little things that I do like high five Friday and like, Hmm, I'd like you to think about that choice you just made. They still appreciate that kind of stuff sometimes. <laughs> I feel like sixth grade is right on the edge of where you're still little and you kind of appreciate those like silly things, but you're also like becoming almost too cool for things. And so you're like right on that line where you never know. Oh my gosh, totally true. Because last year I had a class that I'm pretty confident in saying that I made a connection with all of them and they really thought I was like, not necessarily cool, but they were like, yeah, she's all right. I'd like her as a teacher again next year. This year, I have like too cool for school kids. So it's been <laughs> a huge adjustment, especially for me when I try to act like cool and say hip things in front of them. And they kind of just look at me like, why are you doing that? Not cool. But I still have a few kids in this year's class that think I'm pretty awesome, which is cool. 
<laughs> I mean, I call that a win. I know. I mean, the goal isn't to be liked as a teacher, but it is nice to like have kids come back and be like, hey, you know, I miss being in your class. And last year, I definitely had that group of kids. This year, I'm finally starting to make connections with them. They really like sarcasm. <laughs> and so hopefully, now that I figured that out, I can connect more with some of those kids that have been hard to reach. From your enthusiastic tone, it sounds like you love your job. And so I want to know if you have always wanted to be a teacher or is that something you discovered in college or when did you decide that's what you wanted to do? Okay, so when I was in first grade, I had a really awesome teacher and Wait, I really liked her. who was your first her. grade teacher? <laughs> I had Miss, um, it was Gettle at the time. Yeah, and was okay, Whitten. we must have been in the same class. Yeah. Sorry, continue. Yeah, I really liked her and I just remember thinking like, I want to be a teacher like her. Like, and I remember looking at her teacher manual books and being like, those are so cool. Someday I want those. <laughs> like totally weird first grade thought. But, um, and then ever since then, I really wanted to be a teacher. And then I got to college and I still, I was like, yep, I'm still going to do this teaching thing. I graduated college. I did not get a job right away, which was frustrating for me, but I did get a long-term sub position. And it was actually a full year position where a teacher took the whole year off and was coming back the next fall. And so it was a good way to like get my feet wet into the teaching world. Honestly, I feel like nothing in school prepared me to be a teacher except for that first year where I was on my own teaching. And that's where I got a real sense of what teaching was like from there. <laughs> <laughs> I took a year off and I had a kid, which was really exciting. And then I was like, I'm going to be a stay at home forever. I love staying at home. But then a really cool opportunity popped up um, at a private school in Otana. And I was just like, I really want to try. You know, maybe there's something, I don't know, there's something that just told me I should apply for it. So happy I did. It was the perfect way to ease back into work life again after being a stay-at-home mom for a year. It was a part-time position. I love the school, love my coworkers, and I can't imagine teaching anywhere else. I'm so happy that I didn't get a job right out of school because who knows if I would be here today at this school. Yeah. How would you compare this teaching experience to your initial teaching experience? Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, world's different. World's different. Both had pros and cons. You know, some people really like the big school, public school setting. For me, growing up in a Catholic school setting from elementary to high school, <laughs> I personally preferred my private, the private school just because I see those things that I got to experience as a child and I get to see these other generations experiencing it and just, it's more, I don't wanna say comfortable for me, but it's something I'm used to and I get and I understand. Definitely at the private school, we have a more, I would say, in my opinion, a family feel just because there are so many families here. Like you mentioned a last name and they're like, oh yeah, that family, oh, we see them all the time, you know, we see them on the weekend. And you might get that in a public school, but where I was at I don't think I necessarily got that feeling and it might have been just because I was like a first year teacher but 
I definitely have a more family feel at the private school. Yeah, like you've created a little community, it sounds like. Oh, totally. And like I said, maybe it's just common interest, but like even with the staff members, we hit it off right away. I'm friends with a few of the staff members, like I should say a few, like most of the staff members (laughs) I'm friends with. I would feel, you know, open with them. I can tell them anything. You know, if something's wrong at work, I just feel really like I can tell them whatever. It's almost like a family again. It's like going back to high school and having that family feel. I don't know. It's hard to explain. No, I think that makes sense. So you went to school for teaching. Can you kind of talk about your college? I feel like you had a unique college experience as well. Oh my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) I had a very unique college experience. I started at UMD, University of Minnesota Duluth. I still really, I really enjoyed it there. I had friends there. But my first year there was kind of up and down. You know, you're really, that was my first time being out on my own. First time in like a big city. And so that was kind of a struggle for me. But I did end up finding a really good group of friends. I was in a sorority. So (laughs) that was my, I guess, part of my unique college experience. Yeah. Can you touch on that a little bit? Because I'm currently watching the show Greek which is basically about sorority life. And basically, you sound cray. I'm curious how how the show Greek compares to a sorority in Duluth, Minnesota. (laughs) I'm guessing not at all, but... (laughs) I don't know. You know, every sorority is completely different. My sorority's motto was, we're different fits. And so, number one, I loved that motto. None of us were, like, completely the same. Oh, yes. None of us were completely the same. And so you would look at one sorority and you'd be like, oh, my goodness, that's totally the preppy sorority. Or you'd look at another one and you're like, that's totally the tech sorority, you know. But with ours, we had people that were like super outdoorsy. And then I'm trying to think of how would you even describe people in like 2010, 2011? (laughs) <laughs> I don't know what what types of uh, groups of people there were, but there was me who was like super bubbly, pink, sparkly, everything. And then you had people that were like, I like the like harder metal music in my group. <laughs> but <laughs> the one thing that we all really had in common was that we were kind and that we really, you know, wanted college to be a good experience for those people around us. And I just feel like, so when you're watching like a sorority show, I feel like those aren't really what happens in sororities or fraternities. Yeah. (laughs) And it might be like at a bigger college campus, but for me, yeah, you would go to like mixer parties, which is like when a sorority, like a frat house party and you'd mix and mingle and talk and yes <laughs> I was gonna say those are in I'm, Greek <laughs> what those are in the show yeah so and I don't watch Greek like I said it's usually I try to stay away from those because they're so different from my sorority experience and my brother-in-law was actually in a fraternity and when he told me I was like so what's it like what do you do and he's like honestly we hang out with our like each other and it's just like a guaranteed to have friends because 
You can go over there. There's no expectations. You all had to do something to be in this friend group. So you're committed to that friendship. And it's just like, I don't know. It was nice to know that if I ever needed somebody, I had like 20 other sisters that I could count on to be there and help me out. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah. I feel like most of the stories from people in real life that I've heard are like that. I mean, you hear like scary stories in the news sometimes, but from most of the people I've talked about, it's just like, oh, it's just guaranteed friends, guaranteed a party to go to and nothing too crazy. Yeah, and that's like essentially what it is. Like I said, I am so grateful that I had that experience and people were like, well, didn't you get hazed? Okay. (laughs) You do have to like go through these like little ropes to be committed, but that just shows like, are you committed to doing this? Like, are you going to be there for each other? And we had a pledge group. So that was like everybody who joined at the same time. And I am still really close with some of those pledge people. I have them on Snapchat. I see their posts on Facebook and I like their stuff. I still try and talk to a couple of them at least a few times a year because we really at one point in time, all of us wanted to quit, but we kept through it and we, you know, pushed through so that we could be in this group. And now we are so happy because in the end you find out that, you know, they're all there for you. (laughs) Can you tell us any of the things you had to do, like, hazing-wise? <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you anything that I had to do. I can tell you that I was super nervous, and the whole day, like, there were definitely tears. Oh, my God. Really? <laughs> no, like, I wasn't hurt or anything. I was say it's say more, otherwise. like, mental, like... You, I can't say anything, but okay. Well, well, and what's awesome is though you always had like a big sister in the sorority, and you had a pledge mom, and just knowing that those people were there, and like I trusted. That's part of the whole thing is like I trusted that my big sis wouldn't let anything happen to me, and she didn't, and she was always there for me, and I still talk to her, and I'm so happy. And she was in your wedding. You guys, she was in my wedding. Yes. The only yeah. hazing thing I've ever heard of or heard a story about in real life was we didn't have sororities at our college, but they did hazing sometimes on sports teams. And I was friends with a girl on the hockey team. And their, for their first year, like hazing experience, they had to take a shot with a goldfish in it. Ugh. So it was like a <laughs> shot of vodka with a goldfish in it, which Gross. first of all, cruelty to the goldfish. I hope it wasn't alive when you put it in vodka. <laughs> Second of all, you like never had to eat or drink anything like that. I was never forced to drink a goldfish. Okay, that's good. (laughs) I was not physically harmed in any way possible. (laughs) Good to know. Yes. So then what happened after UMD? Okay, so I finished my first year at UMD. Fast forward to the summer and I started dating somebody. And throughout that whole summer, this person was like one of my best friends. I loved hanging out with him. And when that time came to start packing for school, it was like, I can't do this. Like, I've seen this person every day this summer. I can't imagine not seeing this person. And so I decided I would do one more semester up at UMD. But then I actually transferred to Winona. And you think, okay, well, Winona's not that much closer to Faribault, (laughs) so why would you transfer? (laughs) 
um, I actually transferred there so that I could um, get into the Rochester program. And from Rochester, I commuted every day to college. So I had a really typical first year college experience besides the sorority, you know, living on campus. But then from then on, I kind of was a homebody and was home like every weekend. So at the time I felt really, really lame. And I wouldn't, I'd be lying if my mom was never like, don't you want to stay up there? Like, don't you want to go to a party? (laughs) But I didn't. I wanted to be with this person. So yeah. That sounds like exactly like your mom. She's always been the perpetrator of fun, I feel like. Like your yes. house was always the place hosting the parties or doing whatever. She's a social butterfly. She, I get it. Yeah, I like she, it. And I can no, appreciate yeah. it. She didn't yeah. want me, you know, missing out on anything. You know, I used to get tired of her saying that, but I totally get where she was coming from. But I think now she totally gets it. And she watches my younger sister. And I see her kind of saying the same things, not to the extent, but she knows that, you know, we're going to do what we want to do and she's fine with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned this guy you were dating. Whatever happened to him? Oh, I married him. <laughs> <laughs> so he's not just some guy. I no, feel like we need to no, level I married him. He is actually one of my other good friends, um, it's her brother, so there is that part of it, too. It's that it's my friend's brother. Was that weird when you started dating? You know, it. I think because I always had, like, she was the one who suggested it. And she was the one who, like, kind of pushed us both to be with each other. You know, she was kind of our go-between, and I never got this ounce of, you shouldn't date him because he's my brother. And I never got the sense of that's weird. She was always like super excited and for it. And I'm grateful that for that. Yeah. I, <laughs> one time, like it would get awkward is like when I felt like <laughs> when I would someplace and I'd come with him instead of her and I'd be like, okay, am I here because I'm your friend? No, I'm here because I'm your brother's girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's where it would kind of get odd. But now it's so fun because I get to see my friend on the holidays, which is really cool. Yeah, I I remember that summer and I just like have this like vivid memory of sitting around her, our friend Alyssa's table. Like we were having a board game night and like everyone we was scheming to get you and Orion together, essentially. <laughs> and Alyssa being like his sister, the biggest proponent of it. <laughs> I know. I know. Totally. You would think she'd be like, that's gross. Please don't. But she was like, Haley, he wears boots. He (laughs) drives a truck. And I was like, okay, yeah, he does. I guess he's kind of cute. Yeah. All right. You know, I was never, I was kind of like sworn off on men at that time because I was like, nope, it's just not worth it. It's not going to happen. And then he happened and um, I kind of forgot everything I said being like the 19 year old that I was. I was like, oh, what? I never meant that stuff. I totally love. I love him. He's great. But it turns out that time I was right. Like I really did (laughs) like this guy. Yeah. So then how long did you guys date before you got engaged? Oh, I knew you were going to ask that question. (laughs) um just a second here um we started dating in july and he 
like officially dating, you know, there was one point I actually said to him, I'm like, so what's going on here? Am I your girlfriend? And he's like, oh, I kind of thought you already were. (laughs) And so that was in July. And then we actually got engaged the following January. So like, yeah, not very long. Yeah. (laughs) Very not typical. But going on six years of marriage, right? So it will be six years in July. Yeah. We're so excited. So you were still in school when you got married? Totally. I was in school when I was married. So I got married when I was 21. And then I had one more year of school left. And so then I commuted from Faribault to Rochester. And I was married. Yes, I was a married college student, which is, like I said, it's not very typical, but it really worked for us. We both wanted to get married. We both wanted to have kids right away. We both, like, we really wanted, I don't want to say a simple life, but we wanted, like, this traditional, like, hey, get married, have kids, you know, I want to be a teacher. He's going to be a farmer. (laughs) Like, you're totally non-exciting life yeah (laughs) I don't know how to put that you like your simple routine oh I do like my routine obviously I still live in Faribault after growing up there like most people move even like a town away no I still live in the same town (laughs) (laughs) so Emily got married just this August and so we've talked a lot about like wedding and pressure but you were like really not really young, but you were younger. And the first person in our friend group that I know of that got married, was there like extra pressure? Did you feel when you were getting married? I think, I think when you're planning your wedding, there's always this extra pressure, especially because, and like, I know this is going to be, I'm probably like the anti person to talk to when it comes to weddings, but you see all these Pinterest and like these <laughs> weddings on TV and you see these things in magazines and I don't want to be like the bearer of bad news, but like, like if you can't, it, it, it gets expensive if you want a Pinterest wedding, I'm going to be completely honest. And unless you're going to do a lot of things, do it yourself. Um, it's almost impossible to have that. Oh my gosh. Perfect day. Um, that you plan out, but no matter what happens, it will be the perfect day because you get to marry somebody that you get to spend forever with your best friend, hopefully. And I just, I feel bad for these people that are planning weddings now because there's so much pressure to make it look so, so good when really you're not even going to remember a ton of that stuff. I look back and I'm like, wait, we actually like, I didn't even worry about that at the time. Um, It's hard to explain, but like I think back and I'm like, we hired somebody to decorate for us. And I'm looking at these other people and I'm like, we could totally do this ourselves. And it would have been just as special. And I just wish I could tell people not to worry and stress out about those tiny little details um, just to soak it all in that day. Yeah. (laughs) If that makes sense. I totally agree with that. I and the same way is where I would look at these Pinterest weddings and be like, wow, I would really love that. But I don't care enough to A, spend the money, B, the effort to make it happen <laughs> when I know it was only going to be one day. And it, it was such this hard balance of knowing it was my wedding and like it should have been. I sh- And I'm a perfectionist, so I wanted it to be like 
amazing perfect like exactly the way I wanted but also like not wanting to put in the effort and like really caring about all those little details so totally it was totally hard balanced totally balanced mm -hmm. and I think I think yeah like no matter what you will have a special day because it's your wedding but just don't stress about you know what is on the table and seriously flowers are so expensive we still have the receipt to our wedding flowers like pinned on our like in our kitchen somewhere because it was like a joke like we cared so much about how our flowers looked that day and now if I think back I'm like I don't even remember what kind of bouquet I had or what <laughs> it looked like but it, it mattered this much to us to have these specific flowers and when really yeah you're gonna remember the fun time that you had with your family and friends <laughs> yeah, that's funny I still have my bouquet hanging in the closet of our guest room I keep telling myself I'm gonna do something crafty with it but I haven't it's just hanging I tried there. to dry mine out but they just got moldy and so I probably did it wrong and I cried at the time but now I'm like oh. it was just flowers <laughs> I hung mine from the ceiling for like a really long time I think it turned out okay it's just kind of dry it and should it should yeah. you know I think I think you might have done it right if if yours aren't molding yet you're good <laughs> I haven't checked on them in a while maybe I should <laughs> so you got married and how long did you guys wait until you wanted to have kids oh you know you hear all these things um you know oh you should go on this many vacations you should go see the world you should go um travel to another country go overseas um we you know, if it would have been up to him, I'm pretty sure he always says if it would have been up to him, we would have been married when I graduated high school. He swears that he liked me in high school. Um, he swears that. But, um, you know, we never really talked to each other. But I don't know. Um, <laughs> he, <just laughs> he probably knew. would have had we probably should have five kids by now if it was his way. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. That. Yeah, but no, we're not there. Um, I'm trying to think. I got pregnant in 2015, and I got married in 2013, so about two years after. Um, I feel like that's a good amount of time. Yeah. It was. It was the perfect amount of time when we got to have that time as just a couple, um, get to really know each other. You know, I wanted to, of course, wait till I was done with school. Ideally, I wish um, our goal was for me to get a job. Um but um, we found out that that wasn't going to happen. And him being the awesome guy that he is, he's like, you know what? Don't worry about the job. You can stay home if you need to. You can sub. Um, we'll make it work. And we just kind of decided, we're like, well, if we're going to have kids, we should, you know, my, what, what are we waiting for? And so we, um, yeah, I got pregnant in June of 2015. That's when I found out. So. Yeah, that was exciting. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got a beautiful Zuzu. Oh, yes. Okay, so listeners, my daughter's name is Zuzu. That is her real name. It is Z-U, Z-U. Um, I get asked all the time if it's her real name. I don't get offended. I know it's an odd name. But um, we were blessed with the carefree, wild spirit Um of my daughter she is a game changer um she brought us closer together as a couple i would say 
Um, she's what made us like, I feel like we're now like officially a family because we have this human we created together, <laughs> um, which is a perfect mix of both of us. Um, she's really fun. I, I honestly like, I don't, I don't know how to put into words, but she's like, she's pretty much her best friend and we think she's pretty awesome. Aw, that's so cute. I think it's funny because I see when I've hung out with Zuzu, I feel like um, she has a lot of your sister's personality and less of yours. So like you mentioned earlier, pink and sparkles. That's not really Zuzu's style, is it? Oh my gosh. No, my daughter's the complete opposite of me when it comes to certain things. Um, I was very like people pleaser. I will do what you want. I don't want to get in trouble. Um... She's the exact opposite. She's crazy. Like I said, she's totally carefree. She doesn't care what people think. Um, she's very assertive. She, this past weekend, we, she was taking a nap and there was a mummy marathon on, you know, like the show, the mummy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, well, we were like, well, nothing else is on. Let's watch this. Um, she came out from her nap and we were going to change it. And she's like, no, I like this show. And just the other day I asked her, what's your favorite movie? And she's like, the mummy scary and I'm like oh well what about Beauty and the Beast and she's like no scary so I mean I might have you know distorted my daughter but um (laughs) um my sister turned out fine actually she uh currently is watching Planet Earth 2 um she's watching the Komodo dragons um one of her favorite parts is when the Komodo dragon eats the deer um, I promise she's not demented. She's a really sweet little girl. She's just very okay with nature and um, the life cycle of an animal. Um, she loves to get dirty. She, But at the same time, for Christmas, she got to wear a dress, and she felt so fancy. And Aww. it's when she, like, finally, like, when she put on the dress and she was, like, looking at herself in the mirror. That's when I see myself when she gets, like, excited for how she looks. Cute. But most days... She's like, like over Christmas break, I was like, we have to put clothes on. And she's like, why? Where are we going? We don't need clothes on. Um, that's I mean, totally not me. Valid point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, why do we have to wear clothes, mom? Not cool. How did you guys come up with slash choose the name Zuzu? Okay. So there's this 1940s movie called It's a Wonderful Life. Um it's one of our favorite Christmas movies. Um, it's actually our favorite. I just love the overall. I think it has a really good meaning. But there is a point in the movie um, where you get to meet. Um, his name is George Bailey. I think it's Jimmy Stewart who plays him. And um, he is talking to his daughter. And the daughter's name is Zuzu. Now... There is some, like, is her name really Zuzu? Um, When you look it up, it says it's short for Susan, but we figured we would never call our daughter Susan. We'd always call her Zuzu. So we just decided to name her Zuzu. And when she was born, um, the doctors asked, okay, so what's her name? And we said Zuzu. And I'll never forget my, (laughs) my doctor looking and going, well, you're going to have a superstar with a name like that. And <laughs> I look at her now and I'm like, you're right. Like, she totally fits the bill. She is going to make a mark in this world. Whether, you know, some days I'm worried whether it'll be positive or not. But 
so far we're going positive. She's a she's a really sweet girl. She is. She really cares about others, but she's definitely going to be a superstar. <laughs> she's a strong, independent woman. She totally yeah. is. No, I'm, wrong with that. I'm listening to you describe her and I'm like, you know what? We need more of that in this world. Like so. goals. Yep. <laughs> Seriously, she is she is goals. Like she does not care what people think, but she also is really kind and considerate of others. Um, we tried to potty train her and she just wouldn't have it. It was actually like wrecking our relationship <laughs> with her because she started to resent us. And um, you know what? We just kind of let it go. And uh, then all of a sudden she like one day was like, you know what? I'm going to wear underwear, mom. And I was like, you go for it, girl. And seriously, no accident since then. She's been awesome. So people with strong little children, they you just got to go with the flow sometimes. <laughs> she just what when she wanted to be on her own terms. I know everything is on her own terms. It is really, you know, yeah, I don't know. I, she's lucky that she has some laid back parents. <laughs> <laughs> Did you also struggle picking out her name? Cause you married into a very large family, I would say. Oh my goodness. Yes. Okay. So my husband, Orion has um, nine siblings. There's 10 of them total. Um, he's number six. Um, and so, um, you're looking and you're like, okay, well, we can't name them that because there's already that we can't name that. We can't name it this. We can't name it that. Um, and then there's also this struggle, like as a teacher, ask any teacher, there are names that they will never name their children because they've had students with that name. I'm serious. Like we love all of our kids. I'm, I'm dead serious. There are some that like make me want to go home and drink some wine sometimes, but (laughs) we love all of them. But there are some names where like, no, I'm never naming my kid that. And so, you know, the name thing, we kind of figured um, with the big family, big Irish family, we're going to have some like names that are the same. That's always going to be a thing. What really came into play was the teacher names. Like, what can't I name my child? Yeah, (laughs) that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And actually, when Zuzu was born, the really cool thing is, um, you know, when you're born into a big family, um, she has four girl cousins that were born around the same time as her. So at Christmas time, we have four little girls running around that are all within a month or few months of each other. And so there's this group of girls and Zuzu's part of it. And it's so fun to watch them grow up together. That's really cool. I've always been jealous of people who have cousins that are like their best friends that are the same age as them. Cause I, right? I, my cousins always lived far away or were like older or just like didn't work out to be friends with them. I know. Right. That's how I kind of felt too. I was like, you're so lucky. You're going to have so many cousins. And she is, she, there's 18, she has 18 cousins. So oh my she's God. pretty lucky. Oh, I know. Awesome. I know. My, my uh ninth or she's in 10th grade now my sister-in-law who's in 10th grade she's the youngest she is in 10th grade and she has 18 nieces and nephews wow and i mean they're everyone's still kind of young but that's gonna grow for sure (laughs) oh it's totally gonna grow it i mean it's it's only gonna get bigger um we are this is just the point where everybody is going to start having babies pretty soon. <laughs> so how many people, like Christmas, how many people were there? Do you guys count? Um, well, I'm looking at my daughter's um, birthday. 
um, party, which is coming up here. And making the list, we have at least 50 people about coming um, in my house, which gives me anxiety already. Like, seriously? That's a lot, yeah. (laughs) (sighs) But, um, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot. I don't even know the whole number. Somebody just asked me that recently, and I was like, I don't know off the top of my head. We've got to be in, like, the 40-something. So, yeah. <laughs> hey, keeps it fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, lots of lots of fun. <laughs> <laughs> so switching gears back to friendships, how old were you guys when you met Alyssa and Haley? Oh, did we go? Oh, my to, goodness. Did you go to preschool at CCS? Yeah, I did. So we were probably totally met in did. preschool. We were probably in preschool together. Um, we have that picture at summer camp of us playing tetherball. So that was in like sixth grade. That's such a cute picture. <laughs> yeah, because that was sixth grade because that was at Legionville, which is like school patrol camp. Oh my what? gosh, so fun. <laughs> it was so fun. a camp for that? Yes. yes it was so fun. It was so fun. And only certain people got to go because you got to go if you were school patrol captain. I'm scarred because <laughs> both of my, both my brother and my sister got to be school patrol, but I didn't. So... <laughs> I'm sorry. It's been a point of contention for me. <laughs> so I'm jealous. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. how old were you when you became friends? I don't even remember. Well, we I mean, we were in Girl Scouts together. So like elementary school. Yeah. Yeah. Like beyond my, I can't remember <laughs> because it's. I really can't. Um, we really started hanging out though, I would say more often in high school. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. I would yeah, yeah definitely that's when we like s- spent like a lot of time together yeah yeah okay that makes sense yeah we totally went to twins games together we'd have tons of fun yes um, or even just like the- watch them I was looking through our friendship <clears throat> on Facebook today and then it was like twins play Friday date night and then you wrote on my wall and I was like oh <laughs> cute <laughs> just like we we seriously like I have to say, like, Alyssa has always been there for me. Like, there were times where I had bad moments with some people I considered my best friends, and Alyssa was always there for me. She's always been, like, my number one, and I am so grateful for that. Even when I had a kid, I got married and lead this crazy, busy lifestyle that I think is busy and crazy, but it could always be worse. But Alyssa always seems to make time for me, and to me, that's, like, huge. Like, so thank you, Alyssa. Well, ditto. I would say the same thing. You invited me to be on your volleyball team, so now we have, like, an excuse to hang out regularly. So Exactly. It's, yeah. It's it cool. is really cool. And Alyssa was with when we pierced Zuzu's ears. Oh, yes. <laughs> she. I'm glad she probably doesn't remember because she was a little traumatized at the time. <laughs> well, and to be honest, she ripped out her earrings, like, a year ago, and she won't let me put any new ones in, oh. so... Yeah. Sounds like Zuzu. (laughs) Yeah. Go back to the strong wellness. Yeah, that's her. We drove to Nashville together. That was fun. Emily and I are going to Nashville on Sunday. Okay. Seriously, you're going back and now you can, like, you're 21. So you can drink. Yes. (laughs) I I feel like we went to Nashville at the wrong time. We were not 21, so we couldn't hit the bar scene. We were like 19, aren't we? Yeah, but we were there for the CMA festival, so like it was oh, a blast. Was so amazing. Gearing up, I was listening to country music all day today, just getting in the getting in the mood for Nashville. Yes. Oh my goodness. What are you guys going to do there? We're going to do some tour touristy things, 
go to bars. I have a good friend who lives in Nashville, so she's going to maybe give us some tips on what to do. That'll be really exciting. I hope you guys have a blast. Thanks. We will. We will have two podcasts that will be live from Nashville, so... Live from Nashville, Alyssa and Emily. Get excited. (laughs) Bringing the floral couch to Nashville, although it can't fit in the suitcase. So we're bringing it with the floral couch in our heart. Yes. (laughs) Are you going to say something? Well, I, going back to friendships, I asked how long you'd been friends because I feel like I don't have any friends. Like, I have the longest, my, like, longest my longest friendship goes back to high school like I still have good friends from high school I don't really have good friends that I talk to a lot like past that um and so it's interesting that you guys like started hanging out in high school because maybe that is where your friendships solidify yeah because I kind of feel like that's when you can stop having your parents like arrange play dates you know like you get to actually choose who you want to spend your time with kind of thing Not that you can't when you're younger, but you're kind of dependent on your parents. Yeah, I think that's a huge part of it, too. I think that's also like in elementary school. I I mean, let's admit it. We're all like completely different people. And in high school, you're still trying to kind of like find yourself. Um, But then like towards those later years of high school, you kind of know like who you want to be, hopefully, like have this moral compass, hopefully that your parents have instilled in you. And that's what really I think set your friendships up like if you generally enjoy the person um and if you have common and I'm not even going to say common interests but if you have common you know values I think that's what keeps your friendships alive for sure and I think you learn even more about yourself as the years go on because it's still like it's been a long time since we were in high school so and you guys are still friends so that's like kind of amazing um because there's a lot of friends that like come and go in your life. Like they're here for a little bit. And like sometimes you meet someone and you're like really good friends for like even a couple months and then they kind of just like drop off. And so what do you guys think for specifically to your friendship has, has kept you so tight? I think being understanding of other people's schedules, like Alyssa and I like set a realistic, I'm not even going to say we set a goal, but we knew that we would not get to see each other like once a week. That's something that's just not possible for us. I mean, I'm sure we could, but then it becomes super stressful. And I think the key with our relationship is we're not stressed out about when we're going to see each other next, because we always know that we're going to see each other. Like, there's no worries if like, I remember when I was pregnant and I was really sick um, with Suzu, I, I told her, I can't even remember what we were going to do, but I was like, I just can't do it. I can't make it not feeling good. And she was totally fine with it. There was no pressure. I wasn't worried that she would hate me. I knew (laughs) that she would always understand. (laughs) Um, I think that's a big part of it. Yeah. I feel like too, like whenever we get together, it's like, I don't know. It feels like seamless sounds cliche, but it's like we keep in touch enough that it's not like, oh, it's awkward or something when we get back together. Like like we still check in like on birthdays or like every once in a while we'll like keep in touch. But then we make sure that it's not like we let too much time pass before hanging out. Exactly. I, I think that's huge, too. Like we check in with one another. 
Um, we don't feel the need that we need to text each other every day to know that we're still friends. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, like the other day I was like, some time has passed. I should probably text Alyssa. Like I was literally just thinking about this. And then she goes and texts me and it was totally like random, just awesome. And then the other thing is like, you have to make an effort to, to see each other. Um, like, it's really hard for me to come up to the cities. I wish I could come up there more. But um, awesomeness of Alyssa, she would drive down here and visit me, which is super cool. Yeah, as we get older, I feel like it's really about making the effort to see your friends. And it's hard, but you have to, like, make certain ones a priority and then decide which other ones are, like, not as much of priority, which sucks, but... Yeah, I was listening to this, I don't know if it's a podcast or like a TV show or something, but someone was saying like as an adult, you, like in order to have like a new friend, you have to like get rid of one because mm-hmm. you kind of like... <laughs> I feel like I've heard that. Yeah. yeah. Like you have to have your... Like there's only so much time and because it is an effort because it's not like we're all in a dorm together or whatever. Yeah. Like it's it takes time and planning to get together. So it's like a significant effort. It does. It's... It's a significant effort for me to plan what I'm going to wear the next day. <laughs> well, <laughs> Just it's, saying. It's funny because I feel like sometimes we joke about like, oh, we don't we don't have any friends. Like, where are our friends? We're just sitting here on a Friday night by ourselves. But then we're but then we do have plans. We're like, oh, so many plans, so much effort. I wish I could just stay home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're like, which is totally me. I I'm such a homebody. Like. I'll see things and I'm like, oh my gosh, that would be totally fun to go to. We should totally do that. And then the time comes and I'm like, you know what? Let's rewatch The Office for like the 500th time because that sounds way more appealing than yeah, going out. Speaking of language. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like even a few years ago, I mean, I wasn't married then. And like, I would always be like, okay, got to make plans for Friday, make plans for Saturday, and then like make some plans for Sunday. Because I always got to be doing something like. Oh my gosh, totally! Then, that was totally that was totally me. I was then, I always had to be doing something. And then now I'm like, okay, good. I only have something to do on Wednesday night, and the rest of the night <laughs> I can just stay home. Yeah, I felt like there too because people like I don't know why I always felt this pressure when people are like, "What are you going on this weekend?" I can't just say like watching Netflix. Like I always felt the need to like have an answer. And now I'm like totally comfortable with like saying, eh, probably going to read a book and take a bath and maybe clean. Like I think oh that it's part of it's just like being comfortable with where you're at in life too. Oh, it is totally about what is comfortable in your life. And I'm going to tell you right now, like I just be comfortable. Like don't feel bad if you want to stay in. I know that I always had pressure to plan stuff, but Staying in is super cool and super fun, and you can save a lot of money if you stay in, too. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Which goes along with my New Year's resolution. (laughs) And what is your New Year's resolution? To only eat out twice a month and, like, not buy any clothes this year. Are you kidding me? No. (laughs) Holy buckets. You're a saint. Like, I don't know how you would do that. Seriously, like I plan out my meals and I specifically plan at least like once or twice a week to eat out so I don't have to cook. Good for you. I mean, I just I'm trying to make saving a priority. So we'll see how it goes. It's only hey, two. I am like so How's proud it going of without you, Starbucks? That's what I want to know. So I had I got a Starbucks gift card for Christmas. So I have been having Starbucks. 
But that's like not a meal. That's no. Like well, your so I I told myself I wasn't gonna buy Starbucks. So too early to tell because I've been using my gift card, which does not count. Um, as a gift you have to use it yeah right it doesn't affect the bottom line so I haven't been going as much but (laughs) (laughs) um it might be a struggle but my work has so you are going every day I would go to Caribou a lot because that's closer now but But I would buy coffee every day latte every day Mm -hmm. on your way I wish I liked coffee I feel more sophisticated carrying that around the hallways instead of my can of Dr. Pepper but <laughs> is that like a hard habit to break like stopping at the to get coffee do you make coffee at home now I do it's so it's more planning um of like getting ready in the morning and then I mean I have coffee at work it's just not as good um so I just like force myself to drink that and I also kind of like this is weird but I even struggled with this when I switched jobs like I loved my Starbucks baristas like I knew them by name they knew me by name like they were the first people I talked to in the morning because like I would just get up and on my way to work I'd get coffee and like talk to them and so I was like I like was sad about leaving my Starbucks baristas when I switched jobs and now I feel the same way about my caribou baristas like I don't know why it's this weird sense of community which is probably they're clearly doing something right because I feel this loyalty. But that is also like, hard to let go of. Are you going to be like, hey, guys, it's my last day for a while. <laughs> right? <laughs> give, a, give, give a big farewell. <laughs> yes. But yeah, no, I think I, I think I can do it. But I've been thinking about you Uh-oh. in your coffee Starbucks addiction and how you've been doing. So I wanted oh. an update. Thanks. We how- also talked about doing an update with our for our resolutions. How did how are your resolutions going, Emily? Pretty good. I've been bullet journaling every day Ooh. so far. It's been good. Um, my other New Year's goal is to spend less time doing dumb things, and so I've actually put a limit on different apps on my phone so that they will lock. And so, has it been working? It has been working, and so I haven't gone on like Instagram or any like social media after like six p.m. Um, and, and I usually don't go on at work. So I'm, so I just like check it in the morning and then for the rest of the day, I like haven't been really thinking about it. And I feel like sometimes you just pick up your phone and go on Instagram or go Facebook or whatever, totally. like without even thinking about mm-hmm. it. It's just like mm-hmm. a reflex now, which is like so gross to me to think about. Yeah. And now with the lock, you have to like put in it like locks at a cer- after a certain amount of time and you have to put in your passcode like it will say like you've reached your limit and you have to put in your passcode and so like you have to consciously think do I need to do this before you actually do it which usually stops me and then I was like when I do go on I'm like I don't really care about this stuff like why so it's been good that's good I've also listened to a lot less podcasts about The Bachelor and spent more time like reading books that's good that's a plus that's a super plus do you have any resolutions Haley um you know um I I believe I don't I really don't I'm trying to be more patient um and I guess one of my goals was to kind of along the same lines as Emily Um, And she put it really well. I've been trying to think about how I'm going to word this. And she kind of just said it perfectly. Like, do less dumb, like, things. (laughs) (laughs) Like, there's so many times I find myself just, like, 
scrolling mindlessly through Facebook. And I'm like, what I've seen, I've scrolled past this like 10 times. Why am I scrolling past this? Like it has no, it's not making a difference in anybody's life, me looking or liking somebody's posts. Yeah. But, um, I guess maybe just to get out of my comfort zone and do things that maybe I wouldn't normally do. Like I'm never one to like, I hate exercise. If I'm being honest, I hate exercise, but maybe try different forms of exercise with Zuzu. Um, do some yoga, some different things that are not just looking at my phone. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Um, do you guys want to hear about the sucker that was stuck to my butt? <laughs> I saw that. Of course. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so the other day I was feeling really good about how I looked. Like, that's not very often. You know, as a girl, you're like, mm, but like my hair was good. I had on a good outfit. I felt pretty confident. I had a Dr. Pepper already, so I was feeling really good. And it was, it's been pretty nice. So I switched to my light winter jacket well, then the other day we had like the below zero temps and I pulled my heavier winter jacket out from my back seat of my car. I put it on and I sat down and I was like, yes, heated seats. Today's going to be great. I turned my heated seat on, got to work, was talking to a bunch of people, went to take my coat off. And I realized I had a sucker, like a dum-dum sucker stuck to my butt and my coat. Like, it was stuck to my, like, tunic sweater <laughs> and my coat. And so, <laughs> and so I was like, what? And then I remembered that Zuzu got a sucker at the farm and seed store. And um, she didn't like it. And I remember saying, hang on to it till we get home. Well, she must have just, like, threw it on the ground, which was <laughs> on top of my jacket. And then she, I put on my jacket and then, you know, that nice heated seat just melted it just right so it would get stuck on my butt. <laughs> Mom life. I still had a really good day, guys. That's good. That's great. Making the most of things. Pull the sucker off. Still look great. Yeah, I even had, like, one of my students who's a boy was like, your hair looks good. And I was like, what? Oh, Me? Winnie. Me? That, that's like the highest form of compliment yeah. I feel like <laughs> I kind of was like flattered oh. but it was just because he complimented my hair yeah it was funny though <laughs> I love it did you ever see yourself as a farmer's wife um I'd go back and forth like in high school like I'd like country type things and then I'd be like no I don't like country type things um but now that I'm living it it's totally different from what you expect like there are times I don't see my husband and that's something you don't expect. Like, oh, yay, farm. And you think that you get winters off, but you really don't. So that's kind of crummy. But there's really fun things that you get to do, too, like tractor dates. And Oh, my gosh. I just thought of, like, the Jason Aldean song. <laughs> I know. It was really sweet, though, this past spring. We had to go. Um, we were. <laughs> it's really sweet. We were spreading manure. <laughs> um. But I told him I wanted to come out, and Zuzu wanted to come out, and we wanted to see him because we hadn't seen him in a while, um, just because he's been so busy. And he packed a cooler with, like, peanut butter M&Ms, and he had, a like, a pop in there for me. He had a pop in there for him, and he had, like, a, some juice for Zuzu. It was just a really, like, fun family time. And I think that was, like, one of the biggest struggles for me when I married him was that, like, I expected him to be home every night at a certain time. And so when we were together, I'd get frustrated with him and be like, well, why weren't you home earlier? You should be home earlier. But um, 
and this is probably just the maturity, you know, you do mature. And I just kind of now when we're together, the time that we do spend together is so much more special because instead of arguing, we're like, oh, yeah, how was your day? You know, actually spending time and talking about each other instead of just, you know, picking at those little things. So I think that was something I had to adjust to. (laughs) Very cool. Yeah. We had pigs in our yard this year. We had free range pigs. Um, That was really fun. You had Um, chickens too, right? Yeah, we had chickens until I got a new dog. Just kidding. Yeah. Sorry, so we're just topic. <laughs> no, 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 no. We um, yeah, we had chickens. They were really fun. We had layers, and we also had like ones that you make for meat. And um, yeah, the chickens were really, really fun. <laughs> <laughs> I like them. I'd do it again. We're probably gonna do it again this spring. Awesome. Yeah. So. We very much appreciate you being on the show. There's one question for we having ask me. all of our guests, and that is, if your life was a reality show, what would it be called and why? <laughs> I don't know. Um, hmm. I don't know. Like, hmm. What about, like, teacher and a farmer? Or, like, Zuzu's parents? <laughs> I feel like Zuzu Zoo. Like that's Zuzu Zoo. Yeah, I there you love go. that. It would be that, or it'd probably be like a real reality show. Like it'd be real reality. That that's what it would be because I feel like everything we see now is so like censored as far as you get to see only what certain people want you to see, mm-hmm. especially with social media. Like you only see people's ups. Nobody posts when they have a super bad day. Um. Or when they've, like, had a really bum, you know, something happened at work. Nobody really celebrates that. And so mine would probably be because you'd see everything that is real that is happening, like, real reality or, like, Zeus's Zoo. I I love it. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so, so, so much for coming on the podcast. Um, We hope you come back again soon. Well, thank you, guys. Awesome. We should get together soon. <laughs> yes, I know. I Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Thanks. Like, like I said, thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode of Floral Couch Conversations. If you liked what you hear, make sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Floral Couch Conversations and like us on Facebook. And we also have an exciting announcement to share that we have a website now. Yes, very exciting. FloralCouchConversations.com. So check us out. You'll be able to contact us there, see our list of episodes, find where to listen, and read a little bit more about our story of how we came to be on the Floral Couch. Yes, everything floral. (laughs) So we'll see you next time. Thanks. Bye, guys. Thanks.